welcome to the Pig Athletic Club show. We're coming to you live from the Double Take Studios here in Brizzy. My name's Jay Ball from the Pig Athletic Club in, and in partnership with Double Take Studios, we're going to be reviewing, previewing, getting highlights and lowlights from footy here in Australia and everywhere around the world. And to help me do that, obviously I've got no say in this because... We've got someone here that's not going to give us real too much insight, but we've got two guys that definitely will, former Queensland Red superstars, Aidan Toa and Dallin Murphy. Lads, how are we? J-Ball, yeah, mate, good, 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 really good. Dow? Mate, fantastic. How good's this? Exciting, very, very excited to be here, obviously. A bit great, nervous? A little bit nervous, mate. Me too. <laughs> great reuniting with you, though. I know. It's been too long. I know. We stick like Velcro when we, we actually get on, so we this is really do. exciting. And as I said... These guys are going to actually <laughs> legitimise what we're doing here. We've got a couple guys who are going to delegitimise everything they've done. <laughs> We've got our starters, but Riding Pine on our bench, the Battlers, the Gruesome Twosome, Big Fat Darson, Ryan Fellini. How yeah. are you, lads? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you missed the handshake. Yeah. Can you actually call us potato and gravy for this episode? <laughs> oh, God. I'm gravy. Good. Good, thank you. Very You're good. good, though? This is exactly what we were talking about. <laughs> this is exactly what we were talking about. You're bringing the thunder already, potato and gravy. We really appreciate you guys Told you are to here. Work. Told you to work. As we said, we've got the starters. We've got the, uh, the battlers bench over there. They are riding pine. But to kick things off, the way that we're going to structure this show is we're going to kick things off with the pack news. All the biggest news articles coming up right up front. It's going to be quick, hard, fast, and we're going to go through them right now. First of all, Moana Pacific are getting their first win over the Wellington Hurricanes in Super Rugby. Absolutely massive. The red card fiasco, we all saw it over Super Rugby Round 6. Absolute travesty. We're going to delve into the whole orange card situation that Dan McKellar wants to uh, enact. Jordan Pattaya re-signing till 2024 with the QRU and the Wallaby. Simon Cron today being announced as the new head coach for the Western Force after this season. Rebels finally jagging their first win of the season. We're going to go into the Wallaby squad, who was lucky to get there, who was unlucky to miss out. We're also going to have a yarn about the Fijian Flyers from the Queensland Reds. Where have they gone? We're also going to discuss Big Nella, just how much is he worth and is he the number one player in Australia at the moment. Then we'll also discuss those filthy poms and whether Eddie Jones is going to get the arse before the next Rugby World Cup. So, without further ado, let's hop on the good foot, do the bad thing, and go into our first topic. And, of course, it is Moana Pacifica getting their first win in Super Rugby Pacific over the Hurricanes. Doss, this was nuts. Mate, J-Ball, unbelievable. And the way that it finished, that try, you know, in extra time, um, you couldn't have scripted it better. Uh, obviously very good for rugby. It's brilliant to see the two new teams, Moana Pacifica and Fiji and Drua, with wins on the board already with so much rugby still to be played. Um, you know, it shows the potential that both teams and the excitement that they're going to bring to the Super Rugby competition. And uh, yeah, it was just brilliant. 100%. You touched on it there, Dow, uh, Doss, but Dow, that try from Danny Twala at the end, in Golden Point, from inside their own 22 from yeah, turnover good chat, ball. Good chat. Thank you very much, potato. <laughs> good chat. Or gravy. Which one's potato and which one's gravy? He looks like a potato. potato. <laughs> gravy. Okay. As in the shape of your bodies. Yeah, pretty okay, much. Okay, cool. So we got potato and gravy. So um, <laughs> what were we even discussing? Yeah, Denny Tuala, that try. Unbelievable. Made outstanding. And I think that's what, you know, Moana and Fiji do bring is there's that ability to, to score from anywhere and the ability to play the game just very open-handed and, and go for it. He backed himself and he ended up, you know, producing one of the, 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 the plays of the year. Well, that was one of the biggest highlights of the season. Now, one of the biggest lowlights was the red cards from the weekend. Some absolute shockers, in my opinion. I won't give too much into this because 
<coughs> I'm probably swear a bit too much, and we don't want to be swearing on this podcast, do we, Potato? Um, but, no. Dow, we know Tom Banks getting that red card for a head clash with Tony Pulu in a try-saving opportunity, ends up with a broken cheek and still gets the red card, and then obviously Dizzy. Dane Zander copying that red card for a shoulder to Ruan Smith. What are your thoughts on this whole red card shiznit? It's difficult. Obviously, it's coming from the top down from World Rugby, but you know, there's certain elements in both those that, I guess, warrant red cards, but I think it's got to be played you know, on the field there and got to be dictated to on the field. I think Tom Banks is really unlucky. Obviously, it's hard for him going to... What do you mean? With the broken cheekbone and the red card? <laughs> yeah, man. But at full speed, it's very difficult for him to get himself in a position to... You know what I mean? Go down low, and he obviously saved the try. And then Dane Zander's a little bit different. He had a, a little bit more time, but they're at full speed there, and quite often those those replays, you know, show things a little bit different. So I think both a little bit unlucky, but it's something that needs to be dealt with from the top. Well, I want to get your thoughts on this potato. Uh, no, Mash. Who are you again? Gravy. What are the gravy? gravy? Can we? Uh, no, we can't because you, uh, you. Oh my God. My thoughts. You already tweaking me, but yeah, someone who's got more red cards than all of us combined. <laughs> you Mate. surely have some insight into this. I reckon. Uh, well, well, they're talking about that orange card, aren't they? Recently, so I just reckon um, it, it wasn't cynical at all. You can see there's no intent with him. Um, him coming across trying to stop that try. Um, Remind me of a game against brothers. Actually, uh, similar thing happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get carded. Um, and I got off the judiciary too, so uh, thanks for that, JR. Um, miracle. It could have been a couple of backhand payments there, but anyway. No, I don't think it was a red card. I think, yeah, if they, if they need to implement something like between the red card and the yellow card, where, you know, if it's not certainly not cynical, they need to uh, bring something in to um, well, that's our alleviate next, it. That's yeah. our next topic, because yeah. Dan McKellar said he wants to bring in an orange card, which, uh, like, there's, the, there's the, value yeah. in it. But the rules shouldn't be this convoluted. We're, no, the yeah. rules are already so convoluted, yeah. and now we're going to add another rule when red card is for cynical, foul play. Yellow punching. And he's yeah, saying everything. bring in the yellow, orange card for high-impact, dangerous play that isn't yeah. cynical. And it's like, God damn it, how well, much more are we going to muddy the, the waters? in the heat of the battle as well. Like, you know, Dane Zanders one particularly when old mate sort of, you know, he's ducking his head a bit and he's like flying in. You're, you're and the really, arriving player too. Yeah, you're, trying to, you're obviously trying to be physical in the game and, you know, there wasn't intent for him to try and take his head off, but it just sort of happened. Ruan's fine as well. He's got a, <laughs> he can take it. He can take yeah, it. he's got a big thick skull, does Ruan Smith. Now we're going to discuss, I want to get your opinion on this, uh, Dow, Jordan Pattaya re-signing until 2024 after the next World Cup signing with the Reds and the Wallabies and actually coming out and saying he's got more to give, he's got more to offer, and it's practically an honour to be able to do so. That's the sort of intent we want to see from the youngsters in the game. Yeah, it certainly is. I think too often we see these young up-and-coming guys, you know, go overseas really early. And I think it's sad to see that. He's still got a lot of development ahead of him. He's obviously a world-class player, but still finding his feet in a lot of areas. So I think for Rugby Australia and for the Queensland Reds, it's a huge piece of the pie for them. And I think it's well done. They've done a great job in, in retaining him. And it's very exciting to have him around for the next couple of years. And Doss, I want to get your opinion on this. This is a little side note. Someone who's played both 10 and 15, do you think... He's a better 15 or a winger or a 13. Where do you think Jordan Pattaya's best position is? Because we've seen him kicking some serious ass since going to fullback, but he's kicking out Ricky Spanish, Jock Campbell, to be able to do that, who was kicking ass prior to that. So no, yeah, you're where do you see him making his best input? Yeah, uh, mate, that's a hard one. Jordy, 
gifted athlete. Um, you know, he can do things on the footy field that not many can. Um, I was I was a little bit sceptical on his move to fullback over Jock. Um, I love what Jock brings to the team. Um, you know, he's that second playmaker. He makes brilliant decisions under pressure. Geordie uh, can be rocks and diamonds at time, um, at times, but on the game on the weekend, he I think he proved me wrong a little bit. His work at fullback, especially defensively, mopping up um, mopping up kicks. Uh, he made that brilliant tackle on um, the Fijian winger. No, I'm going to whatever. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, nailed gonna, it. Well done. <laughs> I'm going to get that right. Um, <laughs> I'm bossy, mate. Uh, yeah, 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 you should probably take some dismal yeah. research. <laughs> Um, but look, I think it's something worth persisting <laughs> on. Um, fullback is probably a lean position in Australian rugby. Um, and so I think it is something worth persisting on. But, you know, the fact that it's, it's moving Jock to the wing, I'm not a fan of because yeah. I love Jock at 15. Um, but yeah, that's up to Thorny. But yeah, I do, I do see merit there. At the end of the day, as you said, we are short 15s in the game. So the more 15s we're training up, the better it is. Um, huge, massive. Epic signing announced today. Simon Cron, Shoot Shield winning coach of North just a few years ago. Uh, he's been over in Japan, I think, with Toyota the Blitz, coaching over there, taking over from uh, Jake White, I think it was. So, hell of a pedigree with Simon Cron being announced as a new Western Force coach after this season. Tim Sampson's done so, so well to reinvigorate the game, not just in WA, but in Australia, Dow. Like, everyone is fizzing at the bunghole for the Western Force. Yeah, they certainly are. And credit to Tim Sampson. I think he's done an absolutely fantastic job. It's taken him, you know, the last five years from Rapid Rugby all the way through to now where they're generally winning games week in, week out at a super rugby level. What I do like about it is is, is bringing another, you know what I mean, Australian-based coach who's had a lot of success here back into the country. Do you know what I mean? The more coaches we can have like that here, the better the game's going to be. And do you think, Doss, like from your personal experience, you've had obviously coaches coming in it does tend to reinvigorate a squad a little bit and a squad that's coming along so well do you think it might be detrimental to the force who've really galvanized around tim sampson or do you think it yeah. might be the change that's going to get them over the line to start really dominating or at least because they are matching the reds smoking the tars the rebels you know i mean i think there's but they are matching it yeah. do you think this could take them to the next level Look, I think Simon Cron's obviously got um, huge wraps on him. He obviously does a really good job. Um, as Dallin alluded to before, I love the fact that Aussie co an Aussie coach is coming back into coach in Australia. Similar to the Geordie and Jock situation, though, it's unfortunate that he's displacing Sambo. Um, I've got a soft spot for Sambo. Uh, he coached me down at the Tigers, um, and I think he's brilliant. And what he's done in WA rugby um, is great. And I think, you know, as long as it was communicated from the top office to the players, uh, the reason for the change, because I think Sambo has created a pretty good bond with the majority of the team there. Um, as long as that communication came from the top to the players, you know, this is the direction that we're going in. Um, I think it's going to be a good change for them because you're right, a fresh face with a fresh voice. Sambo's been there for five years now. Um, and I hope he moves on to bigger and better things. But a fresh voice, a fresh opinion can reinvigorate players. And it could be the catalyst for them to um, to reach new heights. 100%. And speaking of catalyst, big fat Dars. The Rebels got their first win of the season. Is that going to catalyze their season to not suck so much ass? Nah. Cool. Mate, on to the um, next topic. Oh, sorry. 42-27. Uh, good seeing the Rebels are finally playing some attacking footy. Uh, unfortunately, it was against the Drua. Who, they were thrown in a round all the way to the end. It's only in the last five minutes that the Rebels put the nail in the coffin, but I don't think the Rebels, they just, <laughs> right, they can't do it two weeks in a row. <laughs> they no. can't do it two weeks in a row. 
<laughs> the penny's dropped, boys. They're coming back. You're not going to lose another game. The, the penny has dropped with the Rebels. Well, you're <laughs> the answer. We've been saying, Carter Gordon, get him in there. We saw yeah, last year can. when he gets runs on the board and he gets games in succession, he starts to kick ass. Yep. Like, nothing against Matt Tuomua, but he hasn't been he's, his best this season. I, I think he needs more time. He, he, you can Who, see Matt Tuomua? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Dude, he's 33 <laughs> now. <laughs> no, no. Carter Gordon, mate. He's yeah, older no. than Granddad's ball sack. Carter Gordon. Bobby, Carter Gordon. Bobby at half. Carter Gordon at 10. And mate. then bring Mo on for a little bit of injection after. Nah, mate. He's, okay, he's riding cool. the pine like we are. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly like you two. Yeah. That's the worst case of loser denial I've ever seen. Um, all right, on to our oh. next topic, the Wallaby squad. We want to rate the selections we've got there. Who do you think, in your opinion, Dow was lucky to have made the squad or, or who is a good inclusion at the very least? Uh, I think, you know, someone like Jock Campbell immediately springs to mind for me. I think for the last, you know, three or four years, he's actually been excellent. Do you know what I mean? I think he's been overlooked a lot. And I know he's played really well his first couple of games this year, but I feel like he's been doing that for the last couple of years. So it's great to see him included. I think it's excellent for him, and I think he'll take that opportunity with both hands. What about Jed Holloway? You like Jed Holloway? I love Jed Holloway. I as love well. Jed Holloway, man. Absolutely, he's so sick. Who doesn't love Jed Holloway, though? Big fat Dars. Potato over there. Personal thing, I don't want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who Jed Holloway is? <laughs> I was on a box party for three days. I'd no. So, it <laughs> so that Bucks party's wiped all memory of a player that's been playing in the conference for five, about six Wednesday years. Until Wednesday or Thursday, yes. Oh, lucky he's yes. only been playing for five, six that's years. It. Yeah, no, of course. And, and Doss, your opinion of it? Do you, Anyone you thought was unlucky to miss out? Um, I think one person that comes to mind is um, my mate Seruru. Oh, um, yes, dude. Yeah. Nailed it. Well done. Um, you not. You didn't make it. No, no. no. I think... Make um, it. I think LV cooked the books down at the kennel. A little backhanded payment so he can come down and play. No, absolutely, mate. You paid him like 300,000 rand to stay there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to play for the Wallabies. <laughs> what were you saying, but, um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, Seru. Yeah, Seru. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is I happening? I think he just he brings something a bit different than any other back rower in Australian rugby brings. The aerial skills, just the little offloads in and around contact. Obviously really good at the breakdown as well. Um, yeah, in my opinion, probably the most notable omission. Do you think this could actually be something we saw? We saw with we've seen for the last say ten, fifteen years, players getting rushed into the Wallabies because the sc- <laughs> yes, I, Greens. I don't know, man. I reckon. I reckon the Brumbies, like the back <laughs> rows we've got at the moment, have been firing, absolutely firing. I think he's just in the wrong wrong time. You know what I mean? He'd be like a, I don't know, Phil War. I know Phil was pretty good to George Smith. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but I David th- Croft. Do you know what he means? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I just think he's mean. unlucky, mate. I reckon at the moment everyone's firing the but back that, rowers. But that's what I was going to say before you really quietly put your hand up <laughs> off camera. Yeah. To be fair, he how did put rude! His hand up. He did quietly yeah, sat there did. with his hand up. <laughs> to be fair, it's probably the nicest thing you've ever done. Um, but over the last 10, 15 years. The Wallabies have been so scarce of talent that they've probably rushed players in, they've got burnt out, and they then fall back into the system and then sort of piss off somewhere else, and they tend to lose some of the best talent. But we've seen players like Jock Campbell literally going second 15, Colts 1, Premier Grade, Mm. NRC, Queensland Reds, and having to progress and spend maybe more time in the system before progressing they actually hit the ground running. And do you think we saw with Wilso staying back after the um, the tour last year, 
He's come back in Super Rugby and he's absolutely fizzing for it. Do you think that might be something that they're looking with Asedu as well? Maybe give him another season of club rugby and Super Rugby and another preseason to maybe harden him up, Dow? Yeah, we hope so. I feel like that's what needs to happen. You know what I mean? Too often we see young fly halves or, or young up-and-coming guys thrown in because they've got all this talent. So, mm. I, <coughs> Sam Green, yeah, go on. I hope you, I hope you are right, and I hope that is the, the take that they're, they're working with. We can only hope so, but Seru's an absolute gun. He's There's no denying that. He's a freak. He's a freak, and he's looking a bit more juicy too, but it mm. hasn't, like, hasn't quelled his running game, his pick and goes. He's a freak. Um, speaking of Fijians... The Queensland flying Fijians, Filippo Dalgunu and what's Vuni, the other one? Vunivalu. Oh, Vunivalu. That's how little we've seen him. Draw Sissi. And Draw Sissi. That's the thing. We've got these flying Fijians who were the talk of the town for the last 18 months. They're Venice. What's doing, Freeney? I'll tell you one thing. I think uh, <laughs> the price of cover's gone right up. <laughs> so they've gone over to uh, plant some more cover. They're coming back next year. Sorry, Thorny. Benaka. <laughs> I don't know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they've gone. That's what we've been talking about. It. I don't think anyone knows where they are. Apparently, one of them messaged Brad and just like, full of Brad. <laughs> he took offence to I it. Like, oh, he probably didn't text back. He's, did you sell bloody credit? <laughs> <ran out>, so. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you think. Does make you think. But, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I they, think Bonnie back in the next couple of weeks. He's been injured. We know yeah. that. But even then, there's, there's chat that he's not too happy because even then he wasn't really getting too many starts because Tadoa Sese, uh, Filippo Dalgunu, all these guys were actually keeping him out. Mm. So, I don't know. I can understand, look, speaking honestly, Suli Vunavalu should not have come to the Queensland Reds. He shouldn't have. He's the standout winger at the Storm and he comes to an outfit that's got Jock Campbell, Jordan Pattaya, Tadoa uh, Sese, Filippo Dalgunu. Like, he... Well, two of he them was were surplus gone, to requirements so. before we got brought him in. So I can understand why he's probably, you know, maybe a bit surly about it because he went from literally the best winger in the game to riding pine and being injured for a lot of it. So, I don't know. Controversial, maybe. Let's move on <laughs> before we get shut down. <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to take from us? That Jeep's flag? You can have it. Burn. <laughs> um, oh, this is a big one. Nella, Taniella Tupo, we saw on the weekend, down to seven, steps up, fists the Tars, scores a try. Apparently his manager is out there chasing a million bucks a season for him. Dow, is he worth it? Is he worth a million bucks to stay in the game in Queensland and Australia? Wholeheartedly. I feel like you pay the man, you know, whatever you need to do. Scores, to tries, him. flick passes, deletes blokes on both sides of the ball. Correct. So he's a once-in-a-generation player for me. So he's like nothing we've ever seen before, especially in Australian rugby. Clearly that, didn't watch any of my games. So that's cool. Go on. <laughs> in that position. <laughs> but beyond that, you know what I mean? He's only still young. He's only going to develop. But he's the type of guy, he's a homebody, and doesn't necessarily want to leave the country. And so the only reason he leaves the country is for money. So let's try and pay him what he, you know, what it is to keep him here. 100%. I want to go back, J-Ball. If his manager's only asking for a million bucks a season, Taniella needs to think about coming over to my mate here because he'll get him a lot more than that. Yes, yes. You hear me, Tom and Thor? <laughs> Hell yeah. While we're at it, Dow, what can we do to get paid for doing this shit? Because <laughs> two years later, and I'm still using a rope to hold my pants up. Um, but Doss, is he the best player in Australia? Mate, undeniable, yes. 
and undeniable, yes, Taniella's value to the Queensland Reds and to the Wallabies, it's immeasurable. You take, you take him out of that Queensland Reds team, no offence to any of the other players there, but they're mid-table. Yeah, oh, that's pretty offensive, man. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm very offensive right now. <laughs> take, take, it how you, take it how you want, but he, like, he is that good. As you, as you alluded to before, he's making breaks in midfield. He's scoring pick-and-drive tries five metres out from the line at scrum time. You know, you can count on him. Down a seven, he gets that penalty. Late in the game against, you know, any team, you get a scrum, the Reds will get a penalty from it because Taniela can turn the screws like that. And they need to pay him by the kilo, I reckon. <laughs> well, how <laughs> much he weighs. Mate, yeah. By the kilo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty offended you didn't ask the only Tongan on the panel, <laughs> Chapo, what I think about a Tongan for. I oh, think, okay, yeah, yeah sorry, Well, I on. think whatever the salary gap, give it all to him. Just that's all we need is Tongan for. Thank you. <laughs> okay, good input. Thank you, Ryan Fellini. Um, okay, our last subject in pack news before we, uh, we start reviewing, previewing some of the footy is... Will England give Eddie Jones the arse before the next World Cup? Big fat dust. Two from five, these six nations. They also finished fifth last season as well, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen in the next couple of months. But who, who would they get to, to coach England? <laughs> Anyone. Anyone. They've <laughs> got the most money of any code yeah. in the world. <laughs> oh, they're like, oh, no, we're going to have to pull the purse strings right? a little bit. We only make like... $250 million profit every Who year. Would be the best guy, the next best guy in the role? Go. Anyone. <laughs> like, literally any coach in the world they can get. Who do they want to get? Name one. Nah. Name one. Yeah, name I one. I can't. Oh, That's why I'm damping. Uh, Razor Robertson. Oh, my God. See, that's you panic. a good one. See, yeah, that's a good one. See, yeah, panic yeah, yeah. is good. I didn't panic. Yeah, I didn't panic. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sweating like Sweat. a fat man's asshole over here, man. That's uh, not a bad option. Your own asshole. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I meant to say my asshole sweating. Um, but yeah, do you, do you reckon they two years out from a World Cup, they are on the decline? But we saw uh, 2016, they started kicking everyone's ass for a couple of years, and then lost that World Cup, and then died off, then came back again, made the final, then they die off again. It's a four-year cycle. They've still got a red-hot squad. They had some injuries. Do you think they persevere with Eddie Jones? Or if they're going to do it, they do it right now, Dale? Oh. I feel like they persevere. I think you've got to persevere. I think he's got a plan. He's a smart man. He knows what he's doing, in my opinion. It's been around way too long. So I feel like you persevere for the next 18 months. And then at the end of that World Cup, you see but where you're at. Do you reckon maybe it's the whole, you know, like not saying it's Sambo's on his way out for any other reason, but like just a fresh face. Because they did the world, last World Cup, they did very, very well, but they... They also sort of come to the final and did, shot themselves on the foot in the semi-final by playing their final then, you know what I mean? So I don't know, maybe they need a... You know you know what the English press are like? They're fucking pretty ruthless. They're brutal. They are ruthless, yeah. dude. They are, I'm gonna, they are I'm, ruthless. I'm going to agree with Freens, um, and I'm going to go change. 18 months out, it's long enough time for a new coach to get settled. Their squad, like they've got good, good footy players in that squad. Well, they've got... A fresh and they've had <laughs> top three fly half in the world yeah, at the moment. Exactly, Marcus Smith. And they've had Eddie Jones for God, who knows how long. And similar Since to what twenty sixteen, yeah. Over. And I had I, 
I had a little experience of Eddie in, at the end of 2008 coming out of school. Ooh. And Oh, I was going, I've heard he's into BDSM, actually. <laughs> I've heard he's into some freaky <laughs> shit in the bedroom. Is that what we're talking about? I was just going to say, and one month of it listening to him Your nipples was enough chat. for oh, me. Listening to him, oh, yeah. of course, yeah, sorry. What are you talking yeah. about, Ada? <laughs> <laughs> But that's, that was too good. But that's his biggest thing is, like, he is massively abrasive. He's he, he's not like that coach who's everyone's friend. He's the coach who comes in, demands results, knows what he wants. Hence why he came in and straight away gave Dylan Hartley the well, captain's reckon, armband. Yeah. Hadn't played yeah. in two and I years. Think a- was not notoriously dirty, but he fights. He wins. He, yeah. That's what he wants. He went, you're the guy. And then since then, they've kicked ass, but... Like, what's the shelf life on that? Eventually, Fresh you chafe face. everyone's butt crack. I reckon, mate, Razor Robinson, throw the book at him. Give, give him what he wants and get him over there. Imagine but him. Too, is Razor too nice for that brutal English market where the players are so far up their own arse you don't know where their arse begins? Whose name? <laughs> Razor. It's because I didn't know anyone else. <laughs> Clearly, I was vamping. No. I'm not no, even I, meant I reckon, to be I reckon here. they definitely need a fresh face. So, like, yeah. they've got a good squad. That, they've got some bloody good players over there. I hate to say it, but... They're, they're, they're a good squad and all that, so I reckon they just need a fresh face and a good coach. They've got enough money for it, so I don't know who. Maybe Razor Robinson or something. Maybe Razor Robinson. <laughs> you never know. Keep the names out. Throw them out there, boys. Um, all right, well, that, that wraps up Pack News. Well done, boys. Round of applause, everyone. Well done. We got through that one without um, too many swears and or... Sorry. Yeah, I know you did. You just... That's pretty good. Tally up to. All right, and then so moving forward as well, we are going to be obviously on our Monday show, we're going to be reviewing all the results um, from the footy just gone over the weekend. At the moment, there was no Super W, but we did have Super Rugby Round 6. As we touched on, Moana Pacifica 24-19 over the Canes. The Rebels finally getting the monkey off their back. 42-27 over the Drua. Don't look at me like that, friends. Um, so, but we saw... In the um, the Aussie Conference, the force going down 38-39 to 39 at home to the Brumbies. Dow, this one was an absolute barn burner. Yeah, game of the round for me. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Obviously, the Brumbies rested a few guys, sent them over there, were looking for the win. You know, a few cards there got them into a difficult position, but I think they just showed their experience again, the Brums. You know what I mean? They were too good, too strong, and they, and they overcame them. And I think it just shows the depth that they have at the club. Um, consistently those guys are coming off the bench or, or, or they're starting, they're rotating guys and it's just sensational what they've got going on down there at the moment. And the fact that they they were down Noah Lulisiu and then uh, Rodney Orna steps up and kicks ass. Like, we know how good he is, but, mate, he... The fact he's riding pine in Aussie <laughs> rugby, I don't know if it's a good sign or it tweaks me, but, mate, he is an absolute gun. And he, he steered the Brumbies brilliantly on the weekend. He certainly did. I, oh, mate, I'd love to see him getting more game time um, in Super Rugby Pacific, especially up against the Kiwi teams. You got something to say there, friend? Oh, I, like, what's in the water down there um, in Canberra? Like, you get guys like your Tom Banks, is all that, you know, that didn't even get a sniff up here. Yeah. And then they go down there and they become wallabies. Like, you know what I mean? Because like, there's nothing is, else is to it, do. Is it, just, is it culture that good is there and stuff? Like, train and jerky meat. Jay Ball's spot on there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, mate, t- my two years down at the Brumbies was the best two years in my career. Yeah. Um, just what they've got going down there. The whole They've got a, a more holistic philosophy on things. You know, they're making sure guys are good off the field. They're making sure guys with families are good off the field. I had two little girls when we were down there and... The, um, the back office staff, they just made sure that, you know, they were comfortable. They did lots of things together as a family. Um, but I think, and they also, 
they have this narrative down at the Brumbies that, and I think it stems back from uh, like in the 90s when it was the it was the guys who weren't good enough to play Queensland and New South Wales. They went down yeah. to the Brumbies. Bit of chip so, on their shoulder bit type chip, action. Bit of something to prove. Um, so that's where I should have gone when I didn't get a start in the Reds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if only. Opportunity missed, Jay Moore. Oh. No, but yeah, I I've never heard someone have a bad review about it. Like they've all said and they've then, gone down there and had, like, yeah. they had a ball. There's nothing to do down there. It's yep. like a shithole. Well, and that's the thing. And Canberra is a <laughs> yeah. shithole. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> You know, we no all we, we, we I love respect, that. I was about to say controversial, but it's not, man. <laughs> Respectfully, it sucks, it sucks. Ass, man. <laughs> Mate, you'd look at the draw and you'd be like, you'd hope you don't go to Canberra anywhere past April because it's just freezing, and then you go down there and it, there's just nothing to do. You stay there the night and you're like, you don't even want to go out, and then you're back home. Where and then I lived there for two years and I'm like, this place, fuck it, is awesome. Um, so many yeah like, that's because you're playing rugby <laughs> yeah. you're like some dude on the dole man you're living in a shack freezing your ass off eating yeah. like rodents and baked beans the water squad like the, yeah, the the just going home like yeah. this place just crazy. typing away on your typewriter like <laughs> big incel manifesto type shit um, alright uh, how, the, how, do, how do we get into talking about incels and unibombers and stuff no no it's Canberra it does that to you um, Highlanders 25 Blues 32 this was a deceptively not the best game of footy for these two sides, but it was very close, and I think it was indicative of the Kiwi sides is that even when they're not firing as well as they can, they can still score 32 points and 25 points, respectively. Crusaders uh, rectifying that loss they had against the Chiefs a week or two ago, 34-19 over the Chiefs in the Waikato. And then this one, the Bob Templeton Cup, DOS, 32 points to 20, Reds over the Tars, good stuff. Yeah, mate, it's good to see the um, Bob Templeton Cup staying in its rightful place in Queensland. Um, it was a brilliant game. Uh, we obviously had that downpour before kickoff, um, and I was just thinking, oh, God, it's going to be one of those games again. But, it, mate, it was really good. The Waratahs, um, under their new coaches, are playing a different brand of footy, much improved. Um, the handling was good. Uh, and they, they look good for the first sort of 30 minutes. But, um, I mean, the red side, they're pretty classy at the moment. Uh, they're, they're very confrontational. They just absorbed what the Tars had thrown to them. They went down to 13 men, didn't concede a try in that period. Um, and then, you know, they've got Tate McDermott able to score that try from close range. Taniela Tupo, Jock Campbell with the intercept. They've just got class across the board when they need it. Someone steps up, keeps them on the front foot. James O'Connor with that 50-22 kick. Oh, yeah, that was um, sick. The artist found yeah. his end zone and just... Pummeled it well, straight into the yeah. corner. And they're just, you know, they're you able to... That <laughs> Always, absolutely. Oh, good man. <laughs> the saviour world, savior world taught him that, didn't they? <laughs> I love that, like, the two fattest dudes here are the ones being like, yeah, no, nah, just giving the pointers. <laughs> I'll show them how it's done. Um, all right, before we go... So that wraps up all the Super Rugby action. Um, before we go into our next segment... Doss, do you want to uh, just send a message to our special yep. guests who are going to be chiming in here? So, moving forward, got the wife calling me. Um, threw me off. Come on, love. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you got me. Uh, don't worry, she won't be watching this anyway. Uh, so, moving forward, we're going to have plenty of segments that we're going to touch on, and we're also going to have plenty of special guests. So, we're going to have players calling in. We're going to be able to get club land players, coaches, whoever it may be. We've got the facilities here at the Double Take Studios to get them up for all of us to have a yarn. So, we're always going to be trying to get someone in who's who, who we can get a really good insight into, you know, games that have just been played, upcoming games, the game um, as a whole, which is going to be absolutely awesome. So, Doss is on the blower now, trying to get our special guests who will chime in very shortly. But... Um, before we go into our next segment as well, 
just be mindful. It's not just Super Rugby here as well. It's just not the top co. We're going to do internationals. We're going to be doing Super Rugby. But moving forward, we're going to have Super W. We're going to have QPR. We're going to have Shoot Shield. We're going to have absolutely everything. We might even delve into the WA comp, the Canberra comp, whatever it may be. We're going to be touching on all things rugby, both here in Australia and around the world. So it's going to be pretty, pretty special to be able to um, discuss some of that stuff. Isn't it, Big Fat Dust? It is. What about, what about the uh, Friday night comp? What about it? Yeah, there you go. We will discuss we that. We will. Uh, Off camera. What about the slam hunts? That's day. my basketball comp that I'm in. The slam hunts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do a weekly coverage of that. We will definitely not be discussing the slam hunks. Maybe your touch team, Gutentag. We might have a yarn about them. But, yeah, be mindful. We're going to talk about all footy. So, before we go on a call with our good mate, is he good to go? I think we're good. All right, don't call him in just yet. Uh, because <laughs> give him a few minutes to sit and marinate. Um, and geek out a little bit that he might just be tuning into some Bukaki show or something like that. <laughs> you never know, man. If you told him who's going to be on the blower here, he doesn't know what he's going to come in. That's for sure. I wasn't kink shaming at all, mate. I was saying it's a very real possibility that Bukaki could bust out any moment. That's the tagline for the pack show is Bukaki can happen <laughs> like that. Um, Timmy, there's three in a row. Three no Bukakis? <laughs> Sorry. Um, but before we go forward, Rugby Watch from round six of Super Rugby. Doss... Who is your rugby for round six? Um, I'd have to go with my mate Lenny Cattell. Um, he was just pure class over there in Perth. Um, that breakout that he did in his half to put Banksy away, little flick passes, mate, defensively. Um, yeah, I just think he's, he's classy, and I think he's got, a, he's got a hold on that Wallabies 13 jersey. I think uh, Hamish Barton calls him Len Stiffy Tower, and I've got to agree. Big time Stiffy. <laughs> Dallin, your rugby from round six is super rugby. Uh, for me, probably Tate McDermott. Just the impact he had coming back into that red side. He's been off for four weeks. You know, hasn't skipped a beat. Hasn't missed a step, sorry. He's just come back in and, and drove around the park really well. Scored a good try and just brings a real intensity to that team that, mm. you know, that, that, that almost sets him alight. Let's talk real here. Does he need to bring back the undercut? Do you reckon? I like the mullet. Yeah. I Come think it's on, good. man. The undercut's <laughs> sick. Real Nick Carter vibes, man. <laughs> so dope. Speaking of uh, blonde tips, Big Fat Dars. <laughs> big Fat Dars. Who is your rugby from round six of Super Rugby? Uh, I'm going to say the Spaceman, Josh Nasser. Oh, okay. Hear me out. Top three of the tackles. Busy, busy boy. I think he's a uh, big improvement from uh, this season. Yeah, he's coming along pretty well. Mm. Getting, what is it, three or four games now with that starting jersey? Yeah, yeah, So, yeah, he's killing it. What's happened to Alex Murphy? He had that surgery on his neck on or his something, neck, didn't he? Yeah. he? Yeah, he might miss. I'm not too sure. He might be get the last couple of games in. Um, but obviously with a neck. With a neck um, you don't need he, a neck as a hooker. You know? <laughs> I'm surprised he had surgery on his neck, considering there's not much to operate on. Uh, Freens, your my, rugby from my round rugby six. My rugby crush. Um, I'll just, yeah, I'll go with yours. Nass has been good this year. Um, he's been very much improved. I'll eat my hat because I used to rag him because he couldn't hit a two ball. But anyway, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. anyway, come on, man. No, I'm just joking, man. I'm just joking. No, I'm um, not, mate. My, 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 um, my, my rugby crush, uh, Rob Valentini, mate. Yes. He has top deck. He, he, you know, we were talking about the back rollers before and like, you know, just um, improving, improving. Like, oh, he, he, he has just been destroying people this year because he's always had the physique for it and now he's literally just dominating. So, Mate, he's my rugby crush at the moment. And he's he's getting extra touches too. Like, he used <sighs> to go wanting man. a little bit. Now he's actually actively looking for the pill. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, where, where do you put, like, you know, is Sarah Uru not getting in the Wallaby score? Like, where do you put him with 
Those sort of dudes running around like, bloody hell. You put them in the squad. Yeah, you put them in the Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, can at least yeah. give them some. <laughs> <laughs> put them in the squad, you jackass. <laughs> no, but I agree with Man, you. Man, there was a lot <laughs> of venom on that one, eh? Yeah. Look at You're this right. dickhead. Sorry. You're right. Yeah, but Rob Valentini. All right, well, that's Rugby Watch for round six of Super Rugby. As we were saying, we've got a very special guest joining us after the Bob Templeton clash on the weekend. It's that man we discussed just before, the big man, Harry Wilson from the Queensland Reds. Wilson, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, Jable. How are you, mate? I'm living the dream over here. We can hear you in our headphones. This is going really well at the moment. Uh, Wilso, we just, I just touched on it before. Massive clash. The Bob Templeton Cup stays in Queensland once again. How about it? That was an absolute perler of a match, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Obviously, uh, we're pretty keen on trying to retain that uh, Tempo Cup. We hadn't won that for a, uh, We won it last year, two games in a row, but we hadn't held on to it much longer previously to that. So, I guess to beat New South Wales, uh, there's nothing better than that. So, yeah, we're pretty stoked with that. Wilson, mate, Dossie here. Um, thanks for making some time for us. Um, mate, first thing that prob- probably everyone wants to know, um, how many beers did you drink out of the Templeton Cup Saturday night? Uh, yeah, we had a couple out of it. Uh, it was pretty hard to get out of Hamish Stewart's hand. He, um, <laughs> he was the one who was giving it to everyone. And, uh, yeah, no, it was good. Uh, you can't beat uh, drinking some uh, beers out of the cup. That's yeah, for sure. Good to see uh, things haven't changed with old Rui. <laughs> Will so Dal here, mate. How you going? Yeah, good, Dal. That's good, mate. Obviously, dropping the one game against the Brumbies a couple of weeks ago. You got them this week, and then you got the bye next week. How's the squad kind of moving into into this Saturday and, and then beyond into the bye? Yeah, I guess we're pretty pumped to try and get a good result here going into the bye because I guess we've had a pretty good start to the year, but uh, losing the Brumbies really hurt us two weeks ago. So um, hopefully, we get a few more players back on deck, back from injury, and. Um, yeah, we've had a, had a tough few weeks against Brumbies and Tars, so we're all pretty pumped to try and get a win and then have a nice uh, week off, which will be great. Well, so uh, Big Fat Dars here, a, a fellow Tauration. Mate, um, I'm, a, uh, I'm, a, I'm a battler on the footy field. All I want to know is who's the guy that has to start getting strapped like an hour before the game that just keeps getting strapped and strapped? <laughs> There, there is a few of us, but uh, there you go. There you go. I, I'm probably one of them at the moment. He gets strapped a little bit too much for my liking, but I guess big, big Sarah Uru doesn't mind getting strapped too. He's got his elbow, his ribs, his ankles, and but um, as long as he keeps playing like he is, we don't mind it. Yeah, 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 love him. Hey, Wilson, so, uh, friends here. I haven't really thought of a question, but um, <laughs> uh, mate, loving what you're doing this season. Keep it up. <laughs> Cheers, Franny. Means a lot from you. <laughs> Love you, mate. Will say, as a uh, as a huge Bunnies fan, obviously, as we all know that you are, if you had to liken yourself to one Bunny over the years who you feel like you play like the Ugh. most, who would you say you are? Nathan Merritt. Uh, yeah, well, I'd say <laughs> Sam Burgess, but um, that'd be a bit of a compliment to myself. I, um, I try and be a bit of an Audi version of him as well as I can, and if I get close to that, I'm pretty happy with myself. Hell yeah. Um, well, we might stick to the um, with the Rabbitohs theme for one more question, Wilso. Um, they've obviously had a pretty tough start to the season. Um, I'm sure you've... Um, I was just wondering, if you were Jason Demetrio, what changes to the team are you making to just reinvigorate them? Oh, well, we had a good win there against Roosters, so it wouldn't change much, <laughs> but wouldn't mind getting good old Adam Reynolds back. I was uh, still spewing about that, but... 
Suck um, it. I guess he might want to come back too after the way the Broncos played on the weekend. <laughs> come Fair on now. Shots Fair fired, point. Point. Cut him off. I love <laughs> it. Get rid of this loser. <laughs> come on. No, no, no. Will, so seriously, mate, thanks very much for joining us. Just one last question. We were discussing before the fact that obviously Sedu's missed out on that world Wallaby squad and we were discussing whether or not, you know, there's the progression and you, you actually stayed home last season to have a pre-season to help bulk up and really actually get a lot of runs on the board in that professional system with the Reds and not sort of just be a tackle pad holder uh, over in Europe. You've come back this season, you're kicking ass. Do you think there's some value in the fact that maybe they are looking to build guys like yourself and set you up to have longer careers and not sort of race you in too quickly? Yeah, definitely, I guess. Um, at a young age when you play a lot of footy, uh, I guess your body gets a bit beaten up. So it was good to have a few months there to refresh and I guess try and yeah, rebuild the body because I guess... Uh, Hopefully, the next few years there'll be a lot of footy and not much break, which um, is something to be excited for. So, that little break um, can hopefully help me in the long run. Hell yeah, brother. Will, so thanks so much for joining us, mate. Maybe next time we can get you a 4K camera. You might even make a bit of money on the side with your OnlyFans or something like that. But <laughs> yeah, we appreciate too. it. Mate, we yeah, appreciate it, mate. Guys. Worked out well. Worked out bloody brilliantly. Will, so thanks so much for joining us, brother. All Love the you, best. Mate. Bye. Cheers, brother. That worked. How good was that? <laughs> How good was that? What did you expect? That was pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, no, that's nothing against you, boys. Yeah, yeah. That's nothing against double take, guys. We knew you guys had the capabilities. It's just I'm surprised we didn't shit the bed more than we actually did because, to be I honest... Panicked. I'm not going to lie, I panicked. I, couldn't, I was sitting here, I couldn't have a question. I was like, I was like oh, what do I ask him? What do I ask him? Like, oh, I don't really have a question, mate. How are you? Yeah. I love you, mate. You're awesome. We saw it. There's like 10 people in here. There's 10 people in here who saw you shit the bed. Like, Yes, oh, sorry, you, just, mate. you just embarrass Actually, yourself in make... front of Harry Wilson. Yeah, you just embarrass yourself in front of Harry Wilson, <laughs> yeah. man. You're gonna have to. That's right. You're gonna have to sleep with that on your shoulders, mate. Good luck. But as I said, absolutely awesome show. That was our first one. It was it was live. But moving forward, Mondays and Thursdays, we are going to be coming live from the Double Take Studios oh, far here. Far out. <laughs> far out. Far out, indeed. That's the sort of language you're going to be having because we are going to be going live. We're going to be reviewing, previewing, highlights, lowlights, shit chat, shit chat, shit chat. Maybe a little bit of good chat coming from our starters over here. The bench warmers are going to shit the bed as per usual. And we're going to have plenty of segments, as I said. We are going to have our players to watch. We're going to have rugby watch. We're also going to have Aussies abroad where we're going to go everywhere around the world and try and have a yarn to some Aussies uh, plying their trade um, in other parts of the world. It's going to be absolutely awesome. Dow... Doss, our starters, thank you so much for joining us. You'll be here with us Monday, Thursdays, moving forward as well. It's going to be absolutely awesome. Thank you very much. Big Fat Doss, Freeney, Potato and Gravy. I hate you all and it's been despicable. Feelings mutual. Feelings mutual. (laughs) uh, I'd love to say it's been great, but I hated every second of it. It just gives a compliment for once, mate. No, no, it was actually awesome. I've got to admit, this was so sick. I won't be getting up for a while because... There are women here, and I've got a huge erection, so I'll, I'll be behind here. I'll be HR. You got an HR department? Yeah, yeah. Email jbor at pigathleticclub.com if you've got any complaints. Um, it'll go straight to the trash. Because, um, but yeah, as I said, tune in Mondays and Tuesdays from 6 p.m. We'll probably be going live, so you'll be able to engage. We'll have the bench warmers actually getting back and uh, engaging with the YouTube comments. Tune in on Friday nights for our uncut uh, commentary, uncut as well, where we're going to be bringing you a different form of commentary, a little bit more saucy. Um, but be sure to tune Without in. Without the sauce. Yes. No offense. Hell no. Um, but yeah, please do tune in. It's going to be absolutely awesome. 
Um, lads, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>